0: Together, we will make sure that you can tell the children about the love of Jesus. Ready, set, let's go. Welcome back to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a ministry of Bible to School. I'm your host, Meredith Steidler, and this is episode 118. Well, here we are in the week of Thanksgiving, and today we get to hear about a family that prioritizes generosity, and it's not exactly what you'd expect. Steve Herr, Bible to School bus driver, shares his family values that have trickled down through the generations, and he gives us suggestions on living intentionally generous lives. Before you swipe out at the end of our conversation today, I'm asking you to do one of two things. First, if you're new here, go to BibleToSchool.com to find a program near you so you can be the one, that one person needed to take a child off a wait list. That's right. There are children currently waiting to hear about Jesus in Bible to school programs, but are unable to attend because we don't have enough volunteers. Or if you're a regular here, please share this episode. Your share might bring us that one person who's willing to spend just two hours once a week being a local missionary to children in public school. So without further ado, listen in as Steve talks about how we get to give back to the Lord by serving him with all our hearts. Souls, mind, and strength. Well, hi, Steve. It is so good to have you here on the podcast today. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Yeah, to our listeners, Steve is my mom's cousin, and she would always tell me how funny, kind, and inclusive he was. So she just really appreciated you, Steve, as a kid growing up. And I thank you so much for that.
1: Yeah, we were pretty good friends growing up.
0: Yeah, for sure. And another cool connection Steve's oldest daughter is my third cousin, Jocelyn who happens to be the reason I began volunteering with Bible to School in the first place all the way back in 2017. So our roots do run deep.
1: Yes, that's very exciting. I know you and Jocelyn have become good friends. It's it's neat. And I know that you were born just about four days apart, I think.
0: (laughs) Actually, you're right. I forgot about that because my mom She was coming to the hospital when Jocelyn, Connie, your wife, was leaving the hospital with Jocelyn. So yeah, that's it.
1: Correct. Little did we know you'd be such good friends as third cousins.
0: Yeah, I know. And it's been such a blessing to me, for sure. So would you tell us a little bit, Steve, about your family and how you became involved with Bible to School?
1: Well, uh, I was born right here in Lancaster County into a Christian home. Praise God. Was always taken to church as a little... Little boy, it was my goal to get perfect attendance for Sunday school. Would have been your uh, grandfather, Emery Wagner, who I remember as Sunday school superintendent that would often give me those little pins, perfect attendance. (laughs) So uh, I've been familiar with the uh, school release time law for about 15 years, and I became acquainted with Bible school curriculum about 10 years ago. And about seven or eight years ago, uh, our daughter, who you referred to, Jocelyn, was instrumental in founding the Laurel Highlands Bible to School at the Johnstown area. So we were supporting of her efforts and ministry. And my wife and I attended the year-end program at a church that she had. Year, I believe, the first year of concluding the program, and we were just overwhelmed with the response at that program. The platform was filled with boys and girls. The church was full of parents, friends, and families, and I just sat there overwhelmed with what God was doing in that Bible to school program and using our daughter to do that. And I just thought back to what you and I are talking about here when you were babies and born and your parents gave you to the Lord and and to see how God used you in, in various ministries.
0: Mm, Amen. Amen. Well, it is my honor and joy to be able to interview guests on this podcast. And in particular, every month we highlight somebody who has hands-on with Bible to School. And so today we're going to focus on generosity because we are entering that season now, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas with giving coming up. So I just love if you would start us off by sharing just one thing someone else did for you that was generous.
1: Well, when I think of generosity, I think mainly of of my parents and how they provided for our family. Just a great example of generosity. My mother had a servant's heart, always helping people. And I saw that from my father, too, lending a helping hand to neighbors. You know, as children, we tend to take it for granted how our parents provide for us. But as I grew older, I realized how much they really did and how generous they were to provide for family.
0: Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So it sounds like generosity was a normal part of your daily living. So you were used to seeing that in your home and it sounds like your parents modeled it. Am I on the right track here? Is that right?
1: Well, you are. I grew up on a farm. We were expected to work hard. Grew up on a dairy farm. That, that keeps you pretty busy. We worked hard. We, I was taught to be efficient and uh, we would eventually reap the harvest. We enjoy sitting down to the meals together, family time, and my dad always said, "Take all you can eat and eat all that you take."
0: Mm, that's good. <laughs> what happens if you didn't?
1: Well, we we were taught to obey. We were taught to uh, respect authority, respect our parents, obey our parents, as Ephesians six one says, "Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right." And uh, I was taught that as a child, and uh, also taught to. Uh, be good stewards. My dad always talked about being good stewards of the land,
0: mm. to love
1: others as yourself. We taught the golden rule and taught to give back to the Lord. I was taught from an early age that tithing was uh, was the right thing to do because uh, God spares nothing for us. God gives to us and we should give back to him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Was that something? Do you remember now, if you were working on the farm, you probably didn't get paid money, did you, to work? You were just expected to help um, and give of your time. So what did that look like as a kid, giving and tithing?
1: Well, I, I did get an allowance. I do remember uh, my mom would give me a nickel to s- sweep the uh, vacuum, the kitchen floor mm. every week. And in those days, a nickel went a long way. Yeah, so I would save my nickels up. The highlight of the summer was going to Lenape Park down there in Chester County for the Sunday school picnic. That was the highlight. I was a little jealous of your mother's family because they would go to Ocean City for a week over the summer.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: so being on the farm, we were pretty tied down to the farm. Uh I did get I did get an allowance, but most of farm most of the farm boys, we just grow up doing that and we're kind of expected to do that. And you know, the parents love shines through and takes care of us. And we didn't want for anything. You know, and then when it comes time you get to be a teenager, uh Dad actually bought my first car. So
0: that's I awesome. didn't really have
1: anything to complain about.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. So did you ever visibly see the generosity of your parents making a difference? And this is kind of a hard question because sometimes we don't necessarily notice it as kids. But I'm just curious, can you think of a time that you got to see what they were doing out of the kindness of their heart blessing others?
1: Well, it is kind of a hard question. I was probably surrounded by it. Like I say, my mom had such a servant's heart, and I saw her generosity all the time with different organizations and community events. But there's one thing that kind of does stand out. It's funny what little things make an impression on us as as children. My dad was a township supervisor in Coleraine Township for 18 years, and occasionally people would come to the house, and more often than not, it was because they had a grievance And I'll never forget one evening, we were sitting there having dinner and a man knocked on the door and dad invited him in. And this man was just really distraught. He was really down and out about some things. I think he was having personal problems at home as well. And I don't remember exactly why he came, but I do remember him being so distraught. And uh, after a few minutes of conversation, my dad invited him to the dinner table and of course, out there in the country, we didn't get many guests to begin with. But when that happened, it just made a real impression on me.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's neat. And he stayed for dinner? Did he stay for dessert? He,
1: yeah, yeah, he he did. He was real grateful. He hopped right up to the table there.
0: Uh-huh. You know, there's something about feeding the belly. <laughs> it's even yeah. today. My husband, he is a foodie. And if you want to bless him, you feed him. So <laughs> I bet that's how that gentleman felt that night. <laughs> That's really neat. So you and your wife Connie have three children of your own. So I'm just curious, I think I know the answer, but were you intentional then about passing this gift of generosity, generosity of your lives, of your time, of your resources onto your children then?
1: Well, absolutely. It was just a part of their upbringing and their heritage uh, to teach them to honor their parents, respect authority, do unto others as you would have them do unto you and and when and when you have that Practice in place, and you're following the teachings of the Word of God and, and and Jesus' example. It it just tends to come natural in the home, and and uh, we've been blessed to see that passed down to our children and grandchildren.
0: Mm. Well, I can vouch for that because, yeah, I know two out of the three of your children pretty well, and I can share some stories that we don't have time to share <laughs> today. But I think that I could say your family knows what the verse means that says it is more blessed to give than to receive. Would you agree with me?
1: Yes. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's inspired me in my walk with the Lord. And isn't that what this is all about, right? Admonishing one another in our day to day and so that we don't give up in doing good. There's, there's rewards now, but just imagine uh, getting to heaven and hearing our Father saying, I saw that. I saw that. And the cheerfulness of yeah. your heart and I loved it. You know,
1: it it has to come from the heart. We have to serve him with our heart, soul, mind and strength hmm. and do it to his glory. Yeah. And trust God to provide for us.
0: Amen. Yeah, he is our provider. You know, teaching this to kids, though, will look different depending on their age, I would say. I mean, the modeling is just a living it out. But your children are grown now. Uh, They've blessed you with a bunch of grandkids. So I guess my question is, does your advice on teaching generosity remain the same, or are there different ways to show it by different age group? I I think it's
1: the same. Our culture has changed so much since uh, we raised our family. Uh, There's more pressure on children these days, and we just try to really reinforce the family concept. We've lost that in our culture and in our country. the devils attack the family mm. and we we pay a lot of attention to family family gatherings. I know that Jocelyn and Jason have their their daughters get together frequently. Cousins get together a lot. You can't say that for a lot of families where they hardly even know their cousins, so we place a lot of emphasis on family being together and on the family of God to stress that we we want to live for. Uh, his glory, and that that trickles down in into our family values. So we we do things to show generosity to our granddaughters as much as possible at some family gatherings. Provide for them some things at that time. I'm I'm known for uh, making homemade ice cream, and uh, the granddaughters love love to be a part of that. We have a hand crank eight quart ice cream maker. We make sure every one of the girls gets to do that. And uh, by the way, I keep saying girls because we don't have any grandsons. We have 10 granddaughters, only girls. We only do girls. (laughs) 10
0: girls. Awesome. And they all are being raised in the Lord and love Jesus. So that they're going to be fierce women of the Lord someday.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting to see that.
0: Let's pause right now and take a question from one of our Bible to school kids. How is God able to stay perfect? Our Bible to school kids are often amazed to hear that God is perfect without sin and always has and always will be perfect. After all, we certainly can't be perfect, not even for an hour. That is the beauty of teaching children for the first time about God, who is perfect, loves them, and cares for them. When circumstances in this life feel less than perfect, it brings such hope into their lives to know God is constant and dependable and perfect.
1: I've always been involved in children's ministries at church. Just, I, I just have a real heart for for children, for boys and girls. I, I think there's no higher calling than to be a parent and to to raise them in the fear and admonition of the Lord. It's just just exciting to see boys and girls understand the truth of God's word and and come to Christ and follow Him and all the days of their life. It's just it's just nothing more exciting for me than that. And that's why I'm a part of Bible to School. That's why it's just natural to support a ministry like Bible to School.
0: Amen. Because it- they're
1: doing such a great work to bring boys and girls to Christ.
0: Well, and we're so thankful for you too, because without people like you giving your money, giving of your time, sharing what you do and love, that's how people learn what Bible to School is. And that's how the next generation gets to learn about Jesus. So, you know, I still am floored by the number of people who I can talk to and say, oh, I've never heard of that before. You know, Mm -hmm. it's been around for how long?
1: Yeah, correct. 40
0: some years.
1: (laughs) Right. That's right. Yeah, we were glad to hear about it. And to get into public schools like that is just amazing. We're working here in the Penn Manor Bible School. I think we have somewhere around 300 boys and girls. There's seven elementary schools. We are presently in five of them. We expect to be in all seven. Uh, My wife and I are involved in that. I drive a bus and teach some and she leads singing. Wow, it's just just great to be a part of it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we're super thankful uh, for all of our volunteers. But yeah, like Steve is saying to our listeners, if there isn't a Bible to school program in your area, there can be. So the way that our model of things works is we come alongside any community member, any, doesn't have to be parent, but any adult who says, oh my word, we can get Jesus taught to children during their public school day. We can make it happen. And it's a smooth, wonderful program. And if you have questions about it or want to see how you can get involved, like Steve, you know, linked in our show notes is all that information and more. And we would love to talk with you. I mean, it really is the most locally mission-minded program I can think of. You can't get more mission-minded than your neighbors and your, and your school district. And this program makes it possible. I mean, come on.
1: <laughs> yeah. And typically, more than 50% of the boys and girls that come are not churched kids. They don't go to a church on a regular basis.
0: It's up to 63, 63% this year, Steve.
1: Oh my, 63, that's what makes it all the more worthwhile. The way that our culture is fighting and stealing our kids, it just makes it a real high priority to be a part of something like this.
0: Yeah, we're fighting back and it's God's program. So like you Mm -hmm. said, I heard you say, we're going to have this in all seven of the elementary schools. Like this is your goal. It's happening. You know, when I first started, I'm in the Manheim Township area in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. There were only two of our six elementary schools with this program active. Well, guess what? This year, it's in all six of them.
1: Oh, praise the Lord.
0: Yeah. And and it's, you know, it's catching. So to our listeners, you can help it catch even more. Um, and to learn about the release time program, it doesn't even have to be Bible to school. There are other release time programs. Our goal is to reach the next generation with the truth of Jesus and His great love for them, which is countercultural to what they're hearing day in and day out. We don't have to sit back and just take it. We can change it. We can make a difference. So
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. Show these kids the truth. Give them the truth.
0: Yeah. So do you have any, I know you've been helping for years with Bible to School, and I didn't prepare you for this question, so it's okay if you have to think a minute. Do you have a favorite God story or anything that you can share about what you love in your interaction on the, you know, each week you get to see these kids? Do you have one that you could share for our listeners to hear?
1: I think I would say this. My wife's very involved in the music part of the Bible to school. And when we we bring on Thursdays, we bring the third and fourth graders in and it's around 60 to 70 kids all singing together in the gym. And it's just nothing does my, my heart more good than to see children just praising the Lord and singing and worshiping together. Uh, I'd, I'd have to say that's that's probably a highlight for me.
0: Okay, that's yeah. perfect. I'm with you. You know, there was a previous member highlight with my friend, Stacey Vickroy, and she coined the phrase, worship is our warship." It's how we <laughs> go to battle. So you're right. You're absolutely right. It is amazing. So as we wrap up our conversation on generosity, we already talked about a bunch of scriptures and you you incorporated that through our conversation, but I'm just curious what comes up in your mind? You, We all run on empty at some points. We all feel like we don't have something to give in different seasons. During those moments, do you think God still wants us to be generous?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think about the story of the Israelites in the desert and how God provided for them. They they weren't always very accepting of that, of his generosity. But I think it, sh- it shows us that we serve a God like that, that's always there for us. And he has unconditional love for us. I think of uh, Matthew 6:33 that says seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. I think we just serve such a faithful God and it just behooves us to be faithful in return and to to look after his creation and and all that he's all, all the, the many avenues that there are out there for us to serve him and uh, to be a blessing to other people.
0: Yeah. Uh, we are blessed to be a blessing, aren't we? For sure, yeah. We need
1: to count our blessings more frequently. Mm. Uh, I I think we need to guard our attitude and serve Him cheerfully. And uh, it's easy to get away from that. It's easy to forget how God's blessed us on a daily basis.
0: Well, we're just like the Israelites, aren't we? We are forgetful (laughs) people.
1: (laughs) We tend to stray. Yeah,
0: yeah. But we have a good shepherd. So you've already given us some good pointers. But I just love for you to challenge us today. I like people to leave this podcast having like. Actual action points in their mind of how they can strive to be a generous person, or what, what can they do a little different in this upcoming week? So, you know, thinking of our audience, which is parents, but also aunts and uncles, neighbors, Sunday school teachers, can you suggest at least two ways we can all work towards becoming more generous and cheerful givers?
1: Well, I mentioned that we tend to not count our blessings as frequently as we should. One thing that helps me do that is that um, I, I like to journal or say use a diary, and I've been doing that for like 40 years. That That's a neat thing to do because you can refer back and see how God uh, answered prayer and uh, has blessed us in the days going by. Sometimes I refer to those, and I mean, I go all the way back to when my children were little and and see the funny things that happened, the neat things that happened, and reminded of how we prayed for them, and. God's answered our prayers through our family. Another thing I think we can do is show appreciation to those around us that we come in contact with. We take so much for granted, those that are serving us, like clerks, waiters, waitresses, trash collectors. I'd like to share with your listeners about my neighbor. His uh, nickname is Baker Bob, and our uh, trash gets picked up every Monday morning and late clockwork, every Monday morning, I see a big bag of cookies, homemade cookies on the top of that trash bin for those trash collectors. So it's encouraged me. I like to keep gift certificates in my, in my car, in my glove box. Like I'll go to Subway or one of the fast food restaurants and get gift cards to, to hand out to people like that that we come in contact with. You know, if somebody comes over, a plumber, electrician, somebody comes over to the house, to work. And then I would encourage them with a gift card and, and, a, and a Bible tract when they leave. And it can open doors to some good conversation.
0: That's awesome.
1: And another thing that I've started doing several years ago uh, at restaurants, instead of just adding the tip on to your credit card, you know, they'll never know who that came from. I leave a personal card. I make sure I get the waiter's name or waitress's name. I write their name on the envelope. And I have a thank you card, and I I uh, write them a little note in there, usually something like um, Psalm 34, 8. I uh, taste and see that the Lord is good. I leave them a nice note and a and a cash tip, that they're going to remember that more, and a Bible tract. And sometimes they look at it before we leave, and that happened this summer. It really led to a good conversation. And uh, the waiter looked at it. After he he read it, we could tell he was really touched by it. I said to him, I said, you know, you have a good Bible name. His name was Ishmael and he was Arab. It led to some good conversation. And then a little later after the meal was over, he came by and was sharing some personal things with us and asked us to pray for him. A Muslim man, a waiter.
0: Wow. And he knew
1: we he knew we were Christian and asked us to pray for him. That was pretty neat.
0: That's amazing. You just never know, yeah. you know, and if you didn't have the boldness to do that or the intentionality, which I hear in, in this, it, it would be a missed opportunity. So I love so much, you know, God honors our steps of action, right? Our obedience yeah. to Him.
1: Yeah, it's it's exciting to see how God opens doors. If, if you just make, take that first step sometimes, that's all it takes sometimes.
0: Well, thanks for inspiring us with that. I always love hearing practical ideas, and that for sure is. I mean, you know, you're probably going to leave a better tip if you, if you write a note and let them know your name, right? <laughs> well, I'm so sad that my conversation with Steve cut off short due to some connectivity issues. But what a note to end on. Are you ready to live out generosity just like Steve? I love hearing the intentional ways he and his family have loved on others, beginning in their home with strong biblical values. Our God is a faithful and generous Father who gives us everything we need. How does your family enjoy giving back to the Lord and others? Engage with us. Join our conversation by following bible to school on Facebook and Instagram. Do you need some at-home activities to brighten your holiday weekend? Check out our resource section on our website at Bible2School.com. I look forward to meeting you back here next week to hear some awesome Bible to School God stories with site director Katie Green. Until then, friends, many blessings on your Thanksgiving. And remember, you can tell the children in your life about the generous God we serve.